Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Everyday Revival with Pastor Kendall Watrous. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and Facebook, or you can visit us at faithlifefamily.com. Here's Pastor Kendall. Is it okay to have fun? Listen, you better have fun because this is, the, this, is, this is the only, you know, life you get, right? And if you just go through it living hell on earth, it's no fun. <laughs> it is no fun. You guys happy and you know it? Yeah, let, let, me, let me read this to you because I think this will help you tonight and help me. Uh, this verse just came to me when I was sitting over there. Psalms 23 and verse 5. I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation. It says, you prepare a feast before me. In the presence of my enemies, Amen. <laughs> you honor me by anointing my head with oil, and my cup overflows with blessings. You know, people like to quote the last part, but if you also look at the first part, man, you might be going through things. There might be challenges, things, I mean, all around you. Is that true? The reason I'm saying this because it's funny, you, you know, we had... Um, if you weren't here Sunday, we had, you know, it was our Vision Sunday, our 17th anniversary, and there's a lot of things that we went through and said, and, you know, these are great things, but you have to, like Pastor said, we have to take them. And uh, the enemy doesn't just give you a free pass just because you go to church. He doesn't just say, oh, you get a free pass. You know, um, I know you're a Christian. I, I get, you know, we, we have to use our authority we have to use what, we, what we've learned and what we know. And I just thought that was so great because so many times we think we have all these things staring at us and looking at us and just challenging us. And he says, come on, just pull up to the table because you have a, you have a, he has a feast for us. And it's our choice whether we sit down or we're going to pace back and forth and worry and hold our hands and say, oh, no, what am I going to do? And he says, no, here's what you're going to do. I'm preparing. I prepared a feast before you, uh, for you in the presence of your enemies. So if there's doubt, if there's lack, if there's, uh, you know, you need healing, whatever it is, you just pull up to the table and you get what you want. How many of you came tonight to get what you want tonight? Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for all these wonderful people, Lord. We're just so blessed here, and we thank you so much. And I thank you for utterance, and I thank you for the anointing tonight, Lord. I thank you that you... Show us things that we didn't know and just reveal things that we haven't seen before. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I want to thank those. I know Pastor and I, we think, we think about it sometimes, but we might not even say it. But just all the people that are faithful Amen. to be here yeah. um, on a Wednesday night, on Sundays, you know. We just love our church. We love pastoring. We were just down with some uh, friends um, down at a, at a meeting. And... Uh, um, it was good to be there, but man, we were coming back up uh, 75, and we just get excited when we come back up to our own home church, because we love we love this place, right? I don't. We were not like, oh gosh, I wish our church was like that. No, I, I we love where we're at. We're thankful for the ushers that show up, and they and you you usher and you help. We're thankful for the people back there and the children's. They had to get more people tonight because we had more kids back there. It takes everybody. It does, and we're thankful for the greeters and for the, I don't want to miss anybody, camera people and the security and the people in the sound booth and the people that are all here at uh, 545 and 6 o'clock when you're still thinking about eating your dinner to come. Hello, right? So we're so great. We are. We're grateful and thankful for those that serve and, and, that, and give of their time because that's how, that's how things happen. Amen. 
And so we're grateful. That wasn't my sermon, but I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, but we want to get into this tonight. If you guys don't mind putting up the slide so we can finish this up, hopefully we'll see tonight if we finish it up. But we've been talking about what on Wednesday nights? Time to shine. Not rise and shine. My mom and dad used to say, rise and shine. I wanted to throw my shoe at them, right? Because I, mean, <laughs> I was like, no, it's not time to rise and be happy right now. Um, but uh, rise, rise and shine and, uh, is not our theme, but it's, it's time to shine. And uh, the Holy Spirit gave this to me. And uh, the first night that we talked about that, we talked about our faith, right? We're in Faith Life Family Church. And so we talked about our faith and how to use our faith strategically and let it shine so that what? Other people can see us, uh, God, I should say God in us, and they can say, hey, they're like overcoming Is it on? Yeah. And so um, you guys help me. And so, and, uh, you know, so what was I saying? Yeah, but I was saying something else. Who knows? Who was listening? Huh? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. No, no, that's not it. But anyway, um, so we were talking about it's time to shine. I was talking about our faith. I said the first night we were talking about faith. See, I knew you guys weren't listening. <laughs> so I'm going to say it again. Um, so we were talking about faith, and we were talking about our faith has to shine, and it has to shine through so people can see. It, he didn't say you wouldn't go through things. He didn't say I wouldn't go through things. That doesn't make you a, ter a terrible Christian if you're going through things as long as you're going through them. Go through them. Don't sit and take a sabbatical for four months because you're trying to get through them. That's not how you get through a problem. Amen. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear any evil, right? Because we know in whom we trust, right? So our faith has to shine through. We already talked about that. We talk about faith all the time. Yeah, I might even talk about it tonight. It's okay. Second time we talked, I, uh, we had a service. We talked about what? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, the sin that so easily besets us. That was a popular one. I'm sure, I'm sure everybody remembered that one, right, because it was just so quiet in here. You could hear a pin drop. And so, but we, we have to talk about those things and, and look at the word about those things because it's not all flowery bed of roses. We have to address things in our life and call sin, sin. We can't just act like it's not. Now, we don't want to take on the condemnation. He says that now there's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But we still, if we have things and we know what they are, we talked about that, we get them right, we got them right that night, and we just we go on with the things of God, right? Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about uh, it's time to shine. We're going to be talking about kicking out fear and keeping our peace. Amen. Kicking out fear and keeping our peace. Um, we have to understand that we have to guard our peace like, um, like a bulldog would guard, you know. Are bulldogs mean? I guess they are. They can be, right? It depends on what kind. But, or, a, or like a German shepherd, whatever. You've got to guard your peace and not let anybody take it. Right. <clears throat> not let anybody take it. Not let circumstances take it. Not let, let people take it. How many of you know that there's people that they're kind of like 
a fuel to uh, a, a situation. And they come in, and all of a sudden it was like here at one level. And, and, and all of a sudden when they show up, it's like up here, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like fuel to a fire, right? And no, he says, blessed are the peacemakers. So when we show up, we want to not only bring our faith and a life free from sin and our righteousness on the scene, but we want to bring our peace on the scene. So when we show up, everybody's like, ah, yeah, I like it when they show up. It's just calm. You know why we want to be like that? Because guess who else was like that? Jesus. And we're going to look at some things tonight of how Jesus, when he showed up, we're talking about we're in this world, but we're not of this world. And so I don't want to look like this world. I want to, when I show up in on a situation, I want to be like, okay, we got this. We got this. Not we, not me, but we got it. He's helping. And we show up with our peace and things happen. Amen? Good things happen. So let's look at these things tonight. We're going to be talking about kicking out fear and keeping our peace. All right, let's turn here, uh, first of all, mm, let's turn to Mark eleven twenty three. I know, I, I told you we might talk about faith, but we're going to talk about it for just a minute. But Mark eleven twenty three, and then we're going to get to the things that Jesus did. But we have to understand that our peace needs to be guarded. Our peace needs to be guarded at all costs. And, and uh, there's going to be things in life, especially right now, <laughs> with the things going on in the world. Why am I laughing? Because it just, like, just when you think it can't get any worse, yeah. it just keeps on going. It's like, it get, does anybody, can I get a crack of a smile? Okay. All right. I mean, um, and so uh, things, are, things look uh, bad out there. But, you know, things will get darker and darker, but he said the light would get brighter and brighter. Does that mean the light from heaven is just going to crack through and it's just all of a sudden the the earth is going to get brighter? What does that mean? We're the light, right? And so if the dark is getting darker, then we are the light of the world, right, in this earth, and we get brighter and brighter. We get brighter and brighter. And so um, we have to bring peace onto the, into situations, and we have to guard our peace uh, very much. We have to guard our minds and what we think about. Do you know your mind, and my mind, is a, it, it can be the devil's playground? I mean, it can be the devil's playground. I mean, he just, you know, some people, they don't guard their thoughts at all, and just any thought that comes through their mind, they just think about it. They'll think about it for 10 minutes, not even, not even realize what they're thinking about. And they're like, wow, I was thinking about that for a long time. And it's some terrible thing, right? So we have to guard our minds. We have to guard our peace. And our peace is anything that comes through our thinking, right, will either steal our peace or give us more peace, right? Right? So I guard what I listen to. I guard who I'm around, right? I guard it very carefully because it matters. So here in Mark eleven twenty three, and uh, uh, we're just going to put this as our first verse because we need to understand that our peace needs to be guarded, but we also, when things happen, we need to learn to say something to that situation. And he says, and you know this, it says, I tell you the truth, you can, you can say to this mountain, <laughs> what, what translation? I don't like that one. Uh, the King James, you know, uh, 
can we do that? Yeah, for surely I say unto you that whosoever, I, I'm so used to that word, whosoever, not 2023, but whosoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, because when we talk about that later, doubt, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done or but believes those things which he say shall be done, he will have whatever he says or she says. So we, we need to understand that our mountain, of course, that's a whole different ser sermon, but our mountain has to hear our voice. So when peace is trying to be taken from us, we have to say something. We have to do something, and we're going to see a couple of examples of Jesus and what he did in situations where all of us might be freaking out. <laughs> we don't want to be freaking out. That's why we're having this sermon, right? But we speak to the mountain, and we tell it to go. We have to, we've, we've heard this over and over again, but that's what it, we want to bring this back up tonight. He said, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Let's say it in 2023 version. It, you know, devil, you take your hands off my family. You take your hands off my body. Mountain of doubt, I mean of uh, debt, you get out of my way. I'm a tither, I'm a giver. And he said he would bless me. He would bless my bread and water. He would bless, take sickness away from the midst of me. He said he'd open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing. And you see, we have to know the words. So we get the word in our mouth and we start speaking to our situation. What does it do? It dispels fear and it brings peace. Amen. 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 So Jesus... Uh, when we look at this tonight, um, you know, it's so funny. People in situations, they'll do things and freak out. And they'll look at you if you don't freak out and they'll say, what in the world? How do they not do that? How do they not fall to pieces? How, do they, how are they staying together? And it's not just longevity as a Christian. I'm going to say that again. It's not just because you've been a Christian for a long time that you won't fall to pieces. And it's not just because you come to church on Wednesdays and Sundays that you won't fall to pieces. It's having a revelation of who you know and getting the word in your mouth and being able to speak it from a place, not up here, but from a place out of your heart and being able to speak to that situation and those things start changing. It's not just in longevity. Of, of being a Christian. You could be a Christian for 50 years and still be in fear, live in doubt, live in worry, have anxiety, have chaos in your life. Why? Because you're not guarding what's coming through your, your thinking, right? And we're not taking it captive. So anyway, just starting off here tonight, let's look here at Luke 4, 29. Uh, do you guys have the passion uh, translation? No? Um, does it, anybody, honey, do you? It's okay. I'll just read it. We'll read it out of the NIV. That's fine. Uh, Luke 4.29, or I can look it up in here. Luke 4.29 and 30. And I'm going to do that. Luke 4 and the Passion, TPT. Give me one second. Here it is. All right. 4.29. Because it's really wordy. You guys with me tonight? Amen. Okay. I'm going to read this. All right, I'm going to start in verse 28. And this is in TPT. It says, When everyone present heard Jesus' words, they erupted with furious rage, and they mobbed Jesus. Uh, and they threw him out of the city, dragging him to the edge of the cliff on the hill on which the city had been built, ready to hurl him off. 
Who are they going to throw off the, the, the cliff? We're talking about Jesus. <laughs> they were going to throw him off a cliff, y'all. Hello? I wish I had my mic, my real life mic. I could tap it. They were going to throw him off a cliff. But he walked right through the crowd, leaving them all stunned. That's the, that's the Passion Translation. All right, let me read this. Let's read this in the New King James. Uh, go, go back up if you don't mind to, uh, so I can read what he, he did so the people and why they got so angry at him. Uh, go back up to 26 for me. Uh, it says, and many uh, left, uh, 26, um, 25. But I tell you uh, truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land. Go on to t- and, uh, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. Where am I? And uh, so all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath. I didn't go back far enough. But he said, basically, I, I'm anointed. Uh, honey, where was that? It keeps on going back up there. I was reading it today. And he says, I'm, I'm anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yeah. That's what they got mad about. Yeah. Okay? So that's up in the chapter, isn't it? 18. Thank you, guys. See, I, d- I don't have my Bible open to that. But he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He went through and he, and he said what he was anointed to do. It ticked them off. It did. It made them upset and mad. And it, it was the religious people it made mad. Man, isn't that, isn't that something? It didn't make the sinners mad. It made the religious people mad. God's anointed me to preach the gospel. Da-da-da-da. And he preached and he said it. And to, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the recovery of sight to the blind, all the things that we know, and they got mad. They got so mad. Let's read it again, what they did to him. And when everyone present heard Jesus' words, they erupted with furious rage. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there. And they mobbed Jesus. They mobbed him. And they threw, uh, they threw him uh, out of the city, dragging him to the edge of the cliff on the hill on which the city had been built ready to hurl him off. And he walked right through the crowd, leaving them all stunned. So this is one example of Jesus. He didn't freak out. It doesn't say anything in any translation here about Jesus saying, I curse you in the name of Jesus and raising his voice or getting all worked up about it. It says, no. What does the King James there say? Then passing through the midst of them, he went on his way. So they were, they were enraged with him, ready to, do, ready to hurt him. And the peace, the peacemaker, that one just walked right through, the, right through the crowd and went on his way. Jesus brought peace wherever he went. Any situation he was in, you notice even, even he, he would always say, you know, don't be afraid. Peace I leave with you. He was always showing up, bringing peace. How many of you want to be a peace, a person of peace? A person who, in this climate, in the time we're living in, when you show up, people are like, I like being around them. <laughs> they are full of peace. And it's not your peace. You're not bringing it. See, it's, it's, it's him on the inside of you. You're showing up with Jesus on the inside of you. You're showing up with that peace. And you're making that situation be easy and light for somebody else. Well, what about for you? 
But what about for me in a situation, right? We have to be in the word. We have to know his word, know what his word says. So when times, hard times come, that peace is there. Why? Because I know what I can rely on. I know what's holding me up. I know what is on the inside of me. It might knock me a little bit like this, but I've got assurance. I like that song we sing, he's the rock that'll never move. That rock is in me, (laughs) is in you. Come on. We have the greater one on the inside of us. So he showed up, and when he did, he walked right through the crowd. He was at peace walking on the water in the stormy waves. You know that story? Matthew 14, if you'll go over there, Matthew 14, 22. I'm not going to rely on that. I need to turn there myself. I, got, I get all, I have to see it with my own eyes here. Matthew 14 and 22. And let's read this here. It says, Jesus walks on the sea. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by waves, for the wind was contrary. Aren't you glad he was up praying? Gee, I'm so glad he was. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for what? One person said it. They cried out for what? Not a beer. They cried out for fear. Hello? Is everybody with me tonight? All right. They didn't cry out for a beer. They cried out for fear. He said, but immediately, that's what the world wants us to do, right? You're watching the football finals, you know, watching all the Buffalo Bills and all that, right? And every commercial is, sorry, this is a side journey. Uh, watch every commercial, and it's for some, you know, they're trying to get Bud Light back on, on, on course here, you know, trying to help it, trying to help Bud Light. You know, they make everything look so good. Your pancreas is going to fall out when you take this medication. All right, he was at peace. So he said, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying what? Be of good cheer. It is I don't be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, command me, come out of the water. And we know that story. He, uh, man, Peter, we always get mad at him, but he got, he got out of the boat. He got, <laughs> he got out of the boat, right? So he said, don't be afraid. It is I. He brings peace. He brings peace when he shows up. And then, you know, and Peter walked on the water, and you go down to verse uh, 30, it says, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. There's another part in the Bible where he says he was afraid. And he began to sink. He cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him. Jesus is always there for us, isn't he? And he said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And then those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Wherever Jesus shows up, peace and tranquility and calmness shows up. And let me say this, and there is no fear. There is no fear when he shows up. You notice fear doesn't come from God. 
Fear is a spirit. And we're going to see that in the next part here. It's a spirit. And he he can't be anywhere around because when he shows up, fear is dispelled. So when Jesus shows up, peace shows up. How about when you show up, peace shows up. We're not freaking out trying to figure out how to do it. We're not talking 40 miles an hour trying to figure it out. We are peace because I'm going indoors. I'm going to find out what the next step is. Okay? That's the news? All right. What do you say, Lord? Yep, I'm going to check on the inside. Right? We're going to check what he has to say because we're carriers of God. We, he lives on the inside of us. The Holy Spirit, the greater one, the one who gives us answers is on the inside. I don't want to fall to pieces and freak out. We're living in that time when fear, and we're going to have, there's going to be a lot of opportunities this year to use what we're talking about right now. A lot. Because it's an election year. <laughs> you can take that off YouTube. I don't care. They can. But it, it, it will. There'll be challenges. There'll be things that'll come up. We're not, we're not speaking fear, but we're just saying there will be opportunities to hear things and to freak out. But we're not those who are going to freak out. We are those who bring peace wherever we go and whatever we do. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when, when, we, uh, when we show up, peace shows up. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's turn over here to Mark 4, 35 through 41. Mark uh, 4, 35 through 41. Okay? And we're talking about having peace in hard situations. You guys still with me? And this, this other example here, he was at peace when the boat threatened to sink. He was at peace when the boat threatened to sink. Mark 4.35, let's read this. And on the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Jesus had already given them the outcome. He'd already given them the outcome in this verse right here. He'd already given them the outcome. Keep going. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, as he was, and the other little boats also were with him. Now, there's two, there's two accounts of this, and we're reading the one in Mark because I really like the one in Mark, but you can read it in Matthew 8, 23 as well. And so in Matthew 8, they don't talk about that there were other boats with him. And the little boats were also with him. Keep on going, 37. And a great windstorm arose. Everybody say great. Great. Windstorm. Windstorm. <laughs> and the waves beat into the boat. How many of you have felt like you were going through a windstorm and, and things were beaten into your boat? Yeah. The boat of life. Uh-huh. Everybody's like, no, I'm a person of faith. <laughs> Come on, who, who's had this happen? And the waves beat into the boat. Wait, wait. So that it was already filling up. So not only are the waves beating into the boat of your life, but it's sinking. Anybody ever been sinking? Help, Jesus. <laughs> I love this. I love this. And, and, and so that it was already filling up at 38. But he was in the stern. Who was at the front of the boat? In, is the stern the front? 
Yeah, okay, I hope it is. All right, and he was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. What was he doing? Sleeping. So this great, I just, I just read what he was, and, but, and Jesus was asleep on the pillow, so they awoke him and said to him, they're like, Come on, what? What are you doing? Why are you sleeping right now? And they said, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? So he said, we're going over to the other side. They didn't hear that, yeah. right? What did they hear? They're just, I don't know what they heard. But when they saw, yeah. right? Because it's always about our senses. Yeah. Five. What they saw, what they heard, what they felt. The boat was a rocking and reeling, and it was filling up with water. So it matters what we see. It matters what we hear, it matters. Those And there's going to be things that come to us, but how are we going to let them come in here and not let it steal our peace? Right? And so he arose and he rebuked the wind. Why didn't they do it? And he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. When he showed up, wherever he was, peace was there. Amen. He took authority over that wind and the waves and the different things that were coming into the boat. He did it. Keep on going. But he said to them, and we were talking about this today, Pastor and I, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And I've heard people preach it, and they act like he's yelling, you know. But I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. See, Jesus... When, even though he was on this earth, he, would, he had laid aside his deity. He was operating in these things as a man. Is that correct? He was operating as a man, but he was walking in love because faith works by love. So he's not going to turn around and scream at them and reprimand them in a, in a, in a, in a way that would, I think it, this is me, I'm saying this, but he said it in a, in, a, in a lovingly way, a loving way to them. Not in a, maybe not in a tender way, but just in a, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? He had just been, if you read up in, that, in these chapters, even in Matthew 8, you read Matthew 7. He had, he had healed the centurion's servant uh, uh, there. He'd go up and he, was t- he had all these healings. He had cast out demons. He had talked about having faith as a grain of a mustard seed. You could say, the- come on, he had, he had talked about all these things. And he's just like, guys, you're with me. I've explained these things. Come on. Why, why don't you have any faith? Why don't you bring your peace that you have? Come on. Why don't you do why don't you use your authority? Right. Of course, we were talking about that today, too. That hadn't really even been given until after Jesus had ascended. Right? right? But he had taught these things. He had, he had, he had been an example to them. Right. They were with him. Yes. It's amazing. They didn't have to be afraid. So what happens when we, when we have these things come towards us in our life, when we have these challenges, when our boat still starts filling up with water, what happens? <laughs> we don't want to fall, fall to pieces. We don't want to just look at all the scenery and make our decision from the outward by the five senses. 
We don't make decisions in our life based on the circumstances. Well, things are tough, and I just I'm, we're not making it, and we're not going to be able to do this and that, so we're just going to just throw up our hands. We're going to do something else now. I'm not going to serve God anymore because it's just too hard. No. He's given us peace, y'all. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, right? It passes all understanding. It's the peace of God. We bring it with us. Why? Because he's in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. So these are three, three examples of Jesus showing up and bringing who he was. And that's peace. He's bringing peace when he shows up. Let's talk about this for a minute. Let's talk about three ways that you lose your peace. Three ways that you lose your peace. Number one, who can guess what that one was? Starts with a W. Worry. Three ways that you lose your peace. Number one way is through worry. Now, I know nobody in here worries. Nobody frets or has anxiety about anything, right? Right? How many of you have been tempted to worry? How many of you have worried? I remember when I was growing up, mom used to say, don't be a worry wart. Do you guys ever heard that one? Don't be a worry wart. Let's turn over here to Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified, and let's look at this. And I want you guys to say this one out loud with me. We're talking about ways that you can lose your peace. When you lose your peace, you're in a bad place because your faith won't work. It says, let's read this together. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Wait, let's stop right there. I like this one, right? Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything, every circumstance, and in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And then the next one is, and the peace of God shall be yours. That tra- yeah, uh, This is so wordy. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep, guard your hearts and minds shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts. Yeah. So we don't fret and worry or have anxiety about anything. You say, but Pastor Kendall, that's too hard. I can't help it. Yes, you can. You know what? Because I used to think that. I used to think. It's kind of one thing that, you know, certain things run in your family. Hello? Is it, you know, there might be other things that, that you deal with and maybe in your family or it has been passed down, but fretting, anxiety, mm-hmm. being hyped up about things all the time, mm-hmm. that's something I, I, I had to deal with mm-hmm. and still have to look at. He said, and the peace of God shall be yours. Right. The peace of God is in me. Don't be worried and fretful about anything. Praise God. So it's, it's when, we, when we start getting worried and fretful about things, it's really just meditation in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's meditating on those things that aren't right. And we get our mind fixated on them, and we start thinking and every thought that comes into our mind, and we don't take into account what we're thinking about. And before you know it, we're so scared, our, our outside is shaking. How many of you have ever been so scared that your outside was shaking? Yes. I remember one time, 
and I think it was Demi, it must have been Demi, but when we were in Alabama, a tornado, uh, they had a t tornado warning, you know, go off. And so we went and got in the bathtub because it was like, the, you know, it's imminent, it's happening or whatever. And so we got in the bathtub and I was, I can picture it, I think you were down at the church and I was hold, you know, holding her hand or whatever and I was like, and I was trying to talk to her saying it's going to be okay and my voice was shaking and my hand was shaking as I'm trying to calm her. Come on, because your flesh, your, 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 your outer man or whatever is, is afraid, your flesh is shaking. But our inner, we're not afraid down in here, our spirit man. There's no fear down in there. But our, our, our flesh, our, you know, our outer man is shaking with fear. Yeah, I've had that happen. Anybody else? Or you got into maybe a car accident or whatever and you're, you're just shaking. But, but you're, you're stable in here. Why? Because you have God in you. You have the life of God in you. You have his peace. You have everything you need, that help on the inside, and it sustains you Amen. on the inside. Amen. 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 So it's meditation in the wrong direction. Isaiah 26, uh, 3 and 4. Let's turn there. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You know, we have to be careful because as we turn there, I, I'll say this. We have to be careful because worry, fear, anxiety will take a toll on your body. It'll take a toll on your mind. I mean, you know, I don't know when it was a couple, maybe a couple months ago, I gave you those statistics about, you know, the, the mental uh, health crisis in America is so big and vast. People are freaking out. They don't, they don't know where to go for help. And they don't know how to get help, right? We have the answer. He said, don't fret or have anxiety about anything. But people don't understand the way that we do that or the way that the steps that you would take unless somebody tells them, right? But they're just, they're in a hard spot, right? But we're, we have to be careful that it doesn't break our body down and our mind down. Um, if we stay in that too long, we get into a bad spot, right? It starts, I've seen people, they'll, um, they'll start getting things on their face or on their body. It'll show up. This is a, a 10, 15 years ago, there was a lady, and she, I mean, it was like all over her body, and it was just from stress, worry, and, and fear. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace. King James says, thou, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is what? stayed on you because he trusts in you. Can I let you see that in the Amplified, please? I, I know it says diff something different, I think, about stayed. He will keep us in perfect peace, whose mind, there it is. You will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace, whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. He will keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him. It matters what we put our attention on. Amen. It matters what we think about. It matters what we dwell on. How many of you just know negative people? They're just always negative. Everything's negative. It's just like, really? Like, you saw that in that? <laughs> like, it's, it's a perfectly okay situation, and they just, they're on the negative. 
See, we, we need to ask God to help us with those things. If that's us, we need to ask him to help us with what we're thinking about. Because when we think his thoughts, when we think and keep our minds stayed on him and think his thoughts, peace comes. Peace flows. There's perfect peace there. Because my mind is stayed on him. I'm thinking about him. I'm thinking about whatsoever things are good. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of a good report. Whatsoever things are... I can't remember the other ones. True, honest. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And that's what's going to keep my mind stayed on him. I keep it there. It stayed on you because I commit myself to you. I lean on you and I hope confidently in you. So we don't want worry to break down our, our body and our mind. And let me say this. Jesus can't take something and work it for you and help you if you still got it in your hands. <laughs> Turn over here and we'll end on this tonight. Man, this took longer than I thought. First Peter 5, 7, Amplified. We can't, if we're holding it, or I should say, sometimes we'll say, okay, God, I give it to you. We'll come down to the altar. We'll have a great service. And then we walk right back out and we take it back up again. And we're like, I know, I know I did it again. Lord, I'm sorry. Right. You know, because here's what he says. Casting the whole of your care, all of what? All of your anxieties, all of your worries. This verse used to rub me the wrong way. All of you, but it, 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 it helps us. All of my anxieties, all of my worries, and all of my concerns once and for all on him because he cares for me affectionately, and he cares about you watchfully. Why do you think they put that in there? Why do you think he put that in there? He, because he cares for you, because he knows if we don't cast our cares upon him, it's going to affect us. And he's saying, I care about you yeah. affectionately. I care about you watchfully. I don't want you to be torn apart. I want you to be taken care of. But he said, where is the, the, the you put in there at the front? You cast all your cares upon him. You cast all of your anxieties and your worries and your concerns once and for all on him. When I find myself even, in, and it's usually in lax times, right, because we work during the day. You do things all day long, but it's usually in the lull times. Like, I'm going to go take a nap. Okay, I won't say that one. Um, uh, I'm going to go rest for a while, right? And you lay down, and what happens? The enemy. That's when he tries to get you, right? Or first thing in the morning. You're, you're getting up, and it's like all these thoughts start trying to bombard you. Thoughts that you're not going to make it. Thoughts that you, I mean, anything. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? What if? That's his favorite. The what if. What if this happens? What if you get a disease and die prematurely? What if this happens? What if that happens? What if you just be quiet and get out of my way? Right? What if we just talk back to him? What if we just take that thought captive and pay attention to what we're thinking about. And if I have to lay on my bed or during my rest time and I have to say something out loud, I'm going to do it. Uh, I wrote this down. Um, oh, where is it? 
it, yeah, I said the realm of questions is a trap. The realm of what ifs is a trap. We have to take our thoughts captive. So we have to take our thoughts captive, then we resist the devil. It says then he will what? Flee from us. And then we do something in place of those thoughts. What do we do? Praise him. I told somebody this the other day. They said, what do I do when all these machine gun thoughts start coming at me? Because they're not like every once in a while. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's like one thought and then another thought and another thought and you're like, you know. What do you do? You, then you turn it around and you just start praising him. It said God inhabits the praises of his people. Where God is, can the devil be? He can't be in two places. He can't be there. So you get your praise on. That's why when I'm up here, I, 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 I try to help because if we can't do it in church, we're surely not going to do it in front of the mirror at home by ourselves, putting on our makeup or doing our hair. Come on. Right? So we, we need to learn to not care what people think. When it comes to our peace, we guard it like we guard something precious. I'm not letting go of it. And I'm going to do what it takes to keep my peace. And when thoughts come to my mind, I'm going to take them captive. I'm going to say, no, devil, I'm not going to think that. I've said it out loud. How many of you? I've, we've said it out loud. I'm not thinking those thoughts today. I'm not thinking about that scenario. That scenario is not the scenario that's happening to me. You want to know what's going to happen with me? With long life. He's going to satisfy me, and he's going to show me his salvation. That's what's going to happen to me. Oh, and let me tell you something, you know, and you just start, you have to get bold. Well, I just, I love God, and you, you can love him, but we have to be bold. We have to know his word so we can say his word and mean his word, and he doesn't go, <laughs> start laughing at us. Come on. Resist him, and he'll flee. Resist his thoughts and he'll get out of there. Praise him and he'll inhabit the praises of his people. He'll inhabit those praises. God will be right there and the enemy has to go. I mean, you could just make up some silly tune. You could just do something crazy. Listen, this is how you, you get your faith to work. This is how you live the life of faith. It ain't pretty. Some of us, we, we just won't be so pretty. We want to be so pretty and handsome. We just want to be like together. But faith isn't pretty. I like that. I like what Mark Hagen said. Faith isn't pretty. Sometimes you got your mascara running down your face. Sometimes you're, the, you're in the car and you've got tears running down your face. And you're like, I am making it today. This is what's happening today. <laughs> you understand me, devil? Right, right? And you are taking what belongs to you. Like Pastor said, we are possessing what belongs to us. We're not taking any junk off the enemy. I must have watched your, your short too much. <laughs> We're not taking any junk off the, the enemy. We're not going to let him dictate what's going to happen to us. We're telling him what's happening to him. Yeah. Amen. Why don't you stand up with me? I think that's about all your, you can, we can take tonight. So we'll, we'll probably maybe go into this next week. We only were on worry. We got fear and then we got doubt. And we're going to kick them all out. Praise God, because we're going to shine. 2024, we're shining. 